Yes, baby! Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. Didn't, didn't you already use that intro? Fuck you. Great. <laughs> <laughs> this piece of shit over here <laughs> tells me to say this line in retaliation <laughs> to his intro just so he can tell me to go fuck myself. <laughs> hey! <laughs> My name's Andy. With me as always, paving the road to nowhere. Muller. You're damn fucking right that I'm here with you. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> Just setting up my own reasons to say fuck. <laughs> With us as well, spending a bit too much time on the Rainbow Road, Richard. And the Hershey Highway. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what? <the? laughs> I don't want to know. Well, uh, and joining us today, one of the only people who has ever actually listened to this podcast, my brother, James. Hello. Now, James. Everybody wants to know, what was it like growing up with Andy mm-hmm. in your house? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, there was a lot of video games. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. I was there. Good to put, put a guest, our first yeah. time guest on the spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really gave, really, really gave you a really funny. Immediately <laughs> into the episode. I, th- I threw like, him a real good slow ball. You're going to knock this one out of the park here. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't have a joke ready for this. <laughs> well, Classic. let's hear about... S- Classic Mahler. Well, I'd like to hear about somebody whose childhood was actually hilarious. Do you have a Richard story for us? All right. You know the, you know the drill at this point. You have one of two options. Returning contender for quite a while now, probably three or four episodes. <laughs> pisses his pants, which I don't recall. <laughs> Peeing his pants. That's the headline. The other headline is, you puked where? <laughs> no, I want to hear peeing his pants. That's much better. Yeah, you puked where sounds like a shitty Jeopardy category that I do not. That's, that's going to be very underwhelming. It's like someone, pretty, overdress, someone overdressed short... the headline to make a crappy story sound good. No, it's a short story, In my head, story, I'm running through funny. every odd place I've ever puked. <laughs> peeing his pants is, you know, that's a real solid meat, just meat and potatoes headline. We didn't dress it up. This is just what happened. That's where I know I'm going to get some quality content. Well, it's a deceptive headline. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, I, I've never peed my pants in my life. That, that can't possibly yeah. be. There's, there's, there's no way point. that's correct. <laughs> anyway, uh, do you recall, this was at uh, a party at my other brother, Chris's place, quite a while ago, back when he lived by the train tracks there, uh, yes. with Bush. Yes. And then you got real hammered. And I don't oh, remember exactly mm-hmm. how or when, but at some point, you, removed your, you had removed your pants... That, and thrown them on the lawn. Yes. And you. Oh, these, this is terrible. These, this isn't my urine. No. <laughs> I said it was a deceptive t- uh, headline. I also had sex with my girlfriend in Bush's bathroom there. Mm-hmm, Wait, mm-hmm. was that Chris's place or Bush's Both. place? <laughs> Both. Together anyway, Next. that's not the story. Um, <laughs> the thing to note is you. These were a pair of pants that you wore like frequently. Like you yeah, just always. I don't know how I left these. without my pants. But he'd thrown his pants on the lawn in a drunken stupor at some point. Uh, and my brother Chris, not the brother here with us today, and a buddy of ours, uh, this is at some point when they were drunk, they decided to go out on the lawn and just pee on his <laughs> pants that were sitting on the lawn. Are and you sure my, it wasn't my jacket? Was no, it was your pants. How did I get home without my pants? <laughs> no, I think you. St- I think you stayed the night there. You probably passed out. I think out. you just put them on. <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, I remember being pissed. Um, and yeah. that's yeah, that's actually my favorite part of the story is when you found out. You were so mad, but you were so mad in a way that wasn't like 
anger mad. You were just like almost saddened mad. That, yeah, it was because I was like, I don't think these are my friends that anymore. Your friends <laughs> did this thing to you. I genuinely thought they wouldn't be my friends anymore. <laughs> Because they had done something so bad, there's no way they'll be able to live with the shame of what no, they've I done. I just didn't know if I'd forgive them. Every time they look at me, they're going to think about how, how bad of that thing they've done, and they're going to have shame. And You have to understand how much Richard loved these pants. He was always, <laughs> always wearing them. It's true. They were my longboarding pants, real thick canvas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you see, you remember. That's, did, yeah, did, you, pants. did you know me when I used to wear my parachute pants? Oh, this is great. I don't think so. Okay, yeah, because because I've probably known you what like six or seven years by now, or maybe five, at least five or six. Um, Yeah, I used to wear these stretchy checkered parachute pants everywhere. Okay, they looked they looked like a like a race flag that those ladies in the middle of the track would wave. Like they're they're literally just checkboards. I wore them everywhere, man. Like I wore them to work. You just kind of reminded me of that. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe I used to do something like that. So um, I rarely wash my pants. Thanks for Great. that. <laughs> still got those piss pants that you haven't washed. Just still wearing them around. Yeah. Still my favorite. Wearing them right now. Wiping your tomato sauce on your pants from your hands if you spill on yourself and just leave them there. So I have got a big surprise for you guys yeah, today. Was, you've been spoiling this, or not spoiling, but teasing this I've been off teasing, the air for us. Yeah, I've for been teasing you guys real good here. So um, do you have a baby book? I'm sure there is somewhere, like, but I've, you, I've never seen it. Has your mom made? Yeah, what about you, James? Like, you, yeah. you, your, your mom. I've got a baby. Mom. Yeah, I, James, I, I'm, all, I'm all into this. Your now. guy's mom made one for James, but not yeah. for Andy. <laughs> well, it, on, on that note, I've had this thought for a while. It should be noted, I'm the third child. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. The third of three, so the last child, the third boy. And a redhead. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're trying to like fuck yeah, you're really the only redhead. Where did, <laughs> what what the hell happened walk, there? Fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> that, and what about you, Richard? Do you have anything like that? Like a brother? This nostalgia. Uh, <laughs> no, my parents weren't very good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got, I, I can one up you on a baby book. I have got a whole uh, school history book that my mom made. This is great. Of mine. And I have it here. Uh, so when you're sitting behind this monitor, nice and hidden. Just describe your feelings as I, as you stumble over all I the cords. This, it's not as is, embroidered as how, I. How large like, would you describe Jesus this? Christ. It's like a giant Too version large. of George Costanza's wallet. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, like, a, it's, like a, it's like somebody put a phone book in like a bigger binder. <laughs> That's what it looks like. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's like someone put a phone book in another phone book. It's also like you could have just like had it on the table. Because it's so, like, <laughs> nondiscreet. Right, right. I hid it behind this you, monitor you, you so you wouldn't hide see. It. <laughs> it does say my name on it. So, so when you say a school history book. Yeah, so, I mean, it's got, some, it's got some pictures of me, but it's got things such as teachers' report cards to me with personal comments about, about me. Yeah, and, bust uh, them out. Bust all those comments all right now. All of them start with oh, yeah. annoying. Jump to the comments. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just incredibly kind of annoying. annoying. So yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to hop right in here to... Uh, the uh, oh wait that's the grade three one no you really want the grade two one first that's the one that's yeah uh, when you were still blooming yeah this one's got this one's got the I uh, want the grade five got, so I'll, I also have uh, diary entries in here from oh, what, oh, <laughs> from your mom uh, no 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 these are these I don't are, know these, if I can handle these this are for anymore. me I also I have I have some um, I have some poems in here as well that that a young version so this is um, what is this this is uh, 
Grade uh, grade two here. Oh, Come no. on, skip forward to puberty. So, listen, good, it's a big binder. Good here, that you guys. prepared specifics out of this gigantic I did the puberty. Year. I was reading this all yesterday. Somebody's somebody's put this out of order here Get for me. To so the somebody it was, it was probably you. <laughs> <laughs> Who else well, has had it since well, let's you find, had it yesterday? Let's Damn find it, Mom. let's find out why this happened here. Okay, so why we, you happened? We've got my we've got my <laughs> primary uh, report card here. Um, it says. Uh, Andrew's progress in the third term. So this is June 98. So I'm like six or seven. I'm probably seven years old at this point. This term, Andrew has continued to have difficulty with his behavior. Who cares? You're seven. (laughs) Skip to puberty. (laughs) He'll stay on task if he's really interested in uh, what he's doing. However, he still needs to learn greater discipline in putting up his hand instead of speaking out and disrupting others during listening times. Molly, you're supposed to be reading a report card from grade three. Damn it, I was going to say, that's the report I was going to give last week. He also, you are going to be shocked at how relevant every single one of these is to my current life. He also needs to be reminded to complete his assignments without bothering his classmates. Yeah, he bothers <laughs> Okay, get, so get this also puberty. this Skip also ahead. sounds like but every the, kid yeah, yeah, ever. Yeah, I was about to say for this is not this is not every kid ever. Every I pro- I I don't like this no, is for a seven year old. All that sounds like yeah, he he he'd rather be playing with his friends than the boring <laughs> homework. The, the no, boring no, no, to be no, irrelevant no, 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 homework we're giving him. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> surprising. That is that is not how most kids are like. As far as the teacher's threshold totally. is, that's how most boys are. Okay, but if you're if you're at a point where you're writing this in a report card to go home to the parents, like the teachers don't just write ev- in every no, kid's report card, hey, like just copy common, and paste. yeah, just yeah. common behavior that all children have. It's like, yeah, this this child has a squeaky voice when and is like still end? learning about. Does it end or is your mom still putting stuff in it? No, uh, it, it, it it ends into middle school. But um, okay, skip ahead. <laughs> I want to see the last, the last report. It's not like going to be that good, man. I, I'm pretty if, sure. And if it's exact same, it'll be great. I don't think that they wrote that type of detailed stuff no, once you get to middle school because they're yeah, not they're writing not. like handwritten no. uh, sort of reports and such. So yeah, you're not precious anymore in middle yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. They don't. They're not going to. They're not going to shut up and do your homework. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've got. Uh, before I get to the next report card, I have an essay that I wrote oh, um, from from when I was a kid here. Um, so, I like trucks. I like trucks. Trucks go big. No, no, this one was pretty good here. Title. Oh, boy. Notes of my autobiography. How old were you when you wrote this? Notes Roughly? of my autobiography. Um, I had probably what, like seven. A life lived. Right. <laughs> By the way, the <laughs> writing on this is better than oh. my current writing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like the yeah, print, the they printing. actually made you teach it. Like, I guarantee my writing's just as bad as it was uh, back in elementary school than it is now. This is my entire autobiography at this point. I was born on October 12th. I weigh 45 pounds. When I was five years old, I went to Disneyland. The end. No way. <laughs> that's, that's great. That's your, and, and things I, d- I can do. On a trampoline, I can do front flips and land on my feet. And a back flip and land on my feet. Is that red pen and it crosses it off and it says, <laughs> no, you can't? I can do a army flip. A army flip. Dedicated. It's an army flip. I have no a, idea. What's a army flip? <laughs> Dedicated to my cousin. The end. Dedicated Whoa. to my cousin. So when I was a kid, I had like, I, one of my cousins put me in school after hours and she would make me write essays like this. What a bitch. <laughs> this was for your And then cousin dedicate and them to her. Dedicate them to, <laughs> dedicate them to my cousin Jennifer. Um, so I'm not, obviously, this, is, this book is far too much to go across, but I have one particular story in here that 
I, I found yesterday and I, I almost killed myself because I was laughing so hard at how funny this was. <laughs> good that you had to puberty. Good that you're just flipping through pages looking for it and had it pulled it out in advance ready to go. <laughs> okay, maybe I maybe I can flip through this a little bit quicker here or what whatnot. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, here we go. Found it. So this is a story I wrote in grade six. Mm-hmm. It's there you called. Go. There's your puberty, Richard. It's it's called the appendix. I'm getting there. No, it's a couple oh. years off. <laughs> it's close. One, I'm already one, laughing one, about that, thinking about this story. story about the appendix. It was five o'clock in the morning. I was sitting on the toilet, puking into the bathtub. I thought you were about to say peeing. <laughs> <laughs> I was puking into the toilet, shitting into the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> I was feeling a little better, so I went back to sleep. Jeez. All week I have been doing this. You should sleeping tell a sleeping and sitting on the toilet and vomiting. I feel terrible and keep getting stomach cramps and pains. The most terrible times are on the toilet vomiting. Wow. This is dark. <laughs> like as a parent, I'd be very concerned. Sometimes I am screaming in pain. <laughs> I'm concerned right now. <laughs> what was this written for? Somebody saved this, this child. This is just a story I wrote about my life. <laughs> but you wrote oh it for God. school. I just wrote it. I have for no the hell idea why I wrote no this. No one understands me. <laughs> I'm like crying because it's so fucking dark. <laughs> is it a real? Is it? This is, is it? a real story. This is me just What's telling about when I got my appendix out. Have you okay. noticed that every time he goes to the washroom, he's there for like 45 minutes? <laughs> well, now I know why. Listen to this dark shit. <laughs> Eventually, it's just... He's ev- just crying. And, ev- <laughs> and screaming and vomiting <laughs> in the bathtub. Eventually, the pain subsides. Then I can go back to my room and lay down in bed. It's a Saturday night, and my parents are finally going to take me to the hospital. Sitting in the waiting room, I'm wondering, am I going to die? Yeah, there's a strong chance. They didn't want to tell you, Muller, but you were really close to dying. It sounds like it. If you're crying on the toilet, some of the lowest parts of life are crying on the toilet. It's like a 10-year-old kid. He's saying, am I going to die? Poor fucking teacher reading. Holy holy shit. like eat a box of nails as a kid or something and just ruined your stomach forever? Spicy nails. What? Can you just imagine? All right. Skip ahead. I want to hear about popping tents in class. Let's go. No, there's there's nothing about that, unfortunately. There's no story in that book that's going to be better (laughs) than. Muller would write it. That's going to be better than him jerking off to videos of himself. 13 years old. (laughs) Sitting in class. I popped a tent. Like am I am am I alone here? Screaming in pain. But that is the funniest shit. Like it's dark, man. man. You think it's funny? I think it's sad. Uh, All of it's very not surprising. Just, just knowing how long you take in the washroom. Well, yeah. It's Anyways, I, I can share some more of that stuff later. <laughs> that story just killed me. Do you guys want to? Uh, do you want to get to some movies? <laughs> Let's no. do it. Several movies. Yes, we have several movies here. So this week, my most hated movie ever of the week. Wait. Our, okay, go ahead. Mo- <laughs> How much have you had Richard to drink since money? <laughs> Seem looser than normal. <laughs> Is Back to the Future Uh-oh. two and three? Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. Uh, take it away, there, Andy. <laughs> um, 
So should we, if anyone recalls, I don't remember what episode number it was, but quite quite a while ago, I don't know, like episode 10 or 14 or something, somewhere around there, uh, we actually talked about the first Back to the Future. And I don't, I don't want to spend too much time talking about it, but uh, it's an absolute masterpiece of a film. And it's relevant to mm-hmm. get this, uh, to, to know this when talking about the sequels. Uh, like the first movie is what I would, it's the closest to what I would call uh a movie being the best ever made. I never like to use that phrase, but because there's just so many different kinds of movies or whatever. Uh, like it's hard for me to even imagine like what 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 kind of fucking retard doesn't like Back to the Future? Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, 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 like it seems mm-hmm, like a movie mm-hmm. that everyone uh, uh, that everyone loves. Or yeah, like Jurassic was, Park. I like, guess who doesn't like Jurassic Park? Yeah. Though I shot on Jurassic Park on this <laughs> podcast before. The first one? Yeah. Well, I haven't seen it recently. I'm sure there's reasons. <laughs> For ruining too. movies as we know. <laughs> yeah. Know, that's a whole other thing. Um, though it's weird now coming across, like, where I start to feel older, and, like, I'm not that old, but, like, talking to people, it's just like, I've never even seen Back to the Future before. And, like, Gross! <laughs> You, you, you just flipping through, reading your He's r- finding reports some there. puberty gonna, stories over listen, there. Listen, just relax. You, you, you join take us, care of you. I'll take care of me. Join <laughs> us on our podcast here. Or? Well, I was looking for one particularly scathing comment from my teacher. Well, that's that going to be bring good. In later. Anyways, continue on. Um, but it's worthy to note, I think, because of what we're going to talk about in the sequels, how like brilliantly written and paced uh, the original Back to the Future is, I guess. Yeah, the original. The original is yeah. great. Yeah, like, it's a movie where, like, basically, I feel like it's the precursor to Hot Fuzz, where Hot Fuzz is, like, every line of dialogue is is written, it, it's either funny, it's either a setup, it's a payoff, or it's a callback to a previous payoff, and, like, every single line of dialogue in that movie uh, is 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 relevant in some way, or, or relevant or entertaining in some way. Uh, and Back to the Future, the first one, feels like that. It's the, one of the most well-paced, like, two-hour-ish movies um, because every second of it is entertaining or relevant. Um, biggest example I have of that, again, I probably mentioned it in the previous Back to the Future episode we did many, like, a, a year or two ago. Mm. Um, there's a scene in that movie where Marty McFly has been given uh, the Clock Tower pamphlet. And it's at the beginning of the movie, he's hanging out in the park with his girlfriend. He's given a pamphlet about a bunch of protesters are mad because they're going to repair a clock tower that was, that was damaged by lightning years ago. Marty McFly's a kid. He doesn't give a fuck. He's just hanging out in the park with his girlfriend. Yeah, just some, some jerk handing out tracts, basically. Yeah, some annoying protester comes up, gives him this pamphlet, and he's like, eh, okay, whatever, and he donates like mm. a, a quarter or something. And Toss this get, in the trash. Don't the, need this. Get the fuck out of here. Um, but he ends up keeping that piece of paper because his girlfriend is going away for the weekend and she gives him a phone number where he can be uh, found. Flash forward a little bit in the movie. He goes into the past. He's trying to figure out how to get back. They realize they need a lightning strike to find out or to, to, get, to generate the power to get him back to, the, to his original timeline. Then he realizes he has that paper that, with his girlfriend's phone number on it and it also has the exact time that they need the lightning strike for it sounds really boring and whatever, just me explaining it, but in the movie, it, it, it's, it's just written in so fluidly and smoothly, and it's just this one little scene where he's given a piece of paper, but it's totally relevant and sets up the whole movie in a brilliant and smooth way. And that, that, that pamphlet, I think, to me, is an example of how brilliantly written that entire movie is. So the second and third one must be just as great. <laughs> the sequels, however, not so much. Like, the sequels... 
it's always surprising to me. I've heard over the years lots of people say, oh, my second one's the favorite. And then less so every now and then you hear, oh, my third one's the favorite. And this is fucking madness because they're just, they're not that good. And, they, and even if they have their redeeming qualities, they don't come anywhere close to holding a candle to the first one. Uh, and I think yeah, I think you think this stronger than I do, Muller. Like you seem to. Well, the third one that we watched last oh. night was the biggest boring piece of shit ever. Yeah, yeah. So like it, 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 it's, it's, it's it really sucked. Like it, the, I mean, I I just think that the especially the third one, but I mean the second one sucked because it was just so convoluted. But they just don't have any of the gravitas that the first one has. Like like it, like you 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 kind of pointed out this idea of um, how intentional this this paper was that he gets and then, you know, and he keeps it because his girlfriend writes yeah. his phone number on it, her phone number, and he goes, oh, well, I'm going to need that phone number, so I'll keep it. And then it turns out that they needed to know when lightning strike, it turns out. Like, yeah. it's just this nice series of, quote, coincidences, and but they're just, written purposely. They're not accidents. It's just one little prop in the movie. It's just a piece of paper. And that's one, like, I feel like every single scene has that sort of relevance. You have it. this sense of intentionality. Even if you're not good at articulating it and piecing it together, like, even if you're not the type of person who would notice that level of detail, it creates just an overall sense of, of like that you're watching something brilliant and the second and third one just don't have that sense whatsoever. No, no. I think that the, the second one uh, has the novelty of they tried to predict a bunch of shit. Right, right. Now that time has come around and they tried to make a hoverboard which sucks. <laughs> yeah, well, well think, think about think about in the second one. That's, so and that's it. They try to do the same thing with the piece of paper in the second one with this sports mm -hmm. almanac, right? So yeah, yeah which so, is I, I mean I think that makes for a fun sort of plot, like it's just just giving yeah. them something to do. But it's just yeah, it's, that's it. That's all it really is. So in the, so in the second one, instead of going to the past, so in in Back to the Future, uh, it's 1985. And they go back to 1955, yeah. uh, right? And then he goes, I'm stuck in 1955. I got to get back to 1985. You know, and that's really the whole movie. Um, so in Back to the Future 2, of course, they go to the future. And that's where you get people talking about well, hoverboards and, it should and be, dumb it sh shit like that. It should be noted the only reason they did uh, a sequel in the future is just because of, a, a, I don't want to say a throwaway line at the end of the movie, but it's meant to be a bit at the end of the, at the, end of the first one. Uh, Doc comes flying in on, 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 on the DeLorean and he stops Marty. He's like, Marty, there's something wrong. And he's like, well, what, we got to go back to the past again? He's like, no, it's the future. It's your kids, Marty. And he's going on. And it's like, it was just a throwaway thing. Like, they didn't actually intend to make a sequel. They ended on a cliffhanger like that because they thought it would just be like a fun. Yeah, it's exciting. They did that in the 90s. The, the Super Mario Brothers go. movie did that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> great <laughs> example. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that classic. That classic <laughs> Super Mario Brothers, the movie. This uh, ain't no game. And it just seems like, it, does, it doesn't seem like, it like pretty much confirmed is that they made the entire second Back to the Future just based on this one line. They're like, uh, well, we didn't intend to make a sequel, but this first one's really popular, and now the studio's saying, you better fucking make a goddamn sequel. So, and it has to be in the future because of the <laughs> way we ended the first one. So they had to make an entire movie based around that. But then it only spends like, what? half an hour in the future and then it just fucks off into the yeah, past maybe again. Maybe half an hour in the really? future is kind of whatever. Yeah, like it's it, it 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 doesn't make any sense at all. You can just tell that they they did not have an inspired script idea for a second back to the future, especially one in the future because all the stuff in the future is just like pointless meandering. It could have been a 5 minute scene of them going to the future, picking up the sports almanac and then leaving. Everything else is just them like, "Hey, look at this look at the fucking hoverboard." Yeah, look at, so look at this other shit. Like that's that's the whole scene in the future. But what's interesting about that is anytime someone mentions that's like, oh, my second one's the favorite. It seems like all they ever reference is 
or all they ever do is ref reference things from one scene, and it's just like in the courtyard when he mm -hmm. busts out the, the hoverboard. Yep. And that's it. That's all people talk about. But that's only like 20 minutes of the movie, maybe. And then the rest of it's back in 1985 and 1955 again. Yeah, I was going to reference that as like the most memorable scene from 2 is basically just like a throwback to... The, like one of the just most something that happened in the first movie. In the first movie, it's like nothing new. It's just he's on a different board. <laughs> yeah, that's good. It. Well, the thing and is, it's a shittier board. So yeah. <laughs> I think it's it's almost a fun thing what they did. Like he goes to these different timelines. He always goes. He always ends up in the courtyard and then has a chase with Biff. And you kind of see the different renditions of it. Like there's, yeah, there is fun. That's to not be, a bad idea. Yeah, there is fun to be had there, and they they kind of do it with the third. We can talk about that later when we get to the third. And yeah, that was weird. They, how they kind of screw up, screw up the whole like uh, courtyard uh, reference. But yeah, it's, it's, it's not near, that courtyard scene is not near as cool as the courtyard scene in the first one. The courtyard scene in the first one is like, it's, it's, I, I don't know, you're just watching and you're like, man, fucking... Marty McFly's so goddamn cool. Like he's just the coolest fucking guy. He takes this old shitty like wooden wooden scooter and he breaks off the handle so it's just a skateboard and he's like just skating around, ramping off stuff in the courtyard. And he just looks like the coolest guy. Flash forward to Back to the Future 2 and he has this this hoverboard. And there's just something about someone riding the hoverboard that just is the most it's the most awkward, uncool looking thing. Like there's no way to look. It's like People thinking they look cool in rollerblades and a helmet. It's like, <laughs> it just doesn't. It, and, and like skiing. It's like, fine, I'm sure skiing and rollerblading is fine. But what about Healy's? Whatever. No, Healy's are kind of cool. I'll give that. <laughs> I, that, was, that was past my time. By the time I was, I think we've talked about this in the past before. Uh, By the time Healy's became a thing, I was too old. Yeah, they didn't make Healy's I'd for buy my Healy's size. today. I don't mind. Anyway, uh, but my point being yeah, is I want those. like people, yeah. all ever people talk about when they talk about how great the second Back to the Future one is the fucking hoverboard. And it's not that fucking cool. I, hoverboard's fucking lame. I mean, that's right. <laughs> I said it. There is, I mean, there's a funny joke because he, he takes like a girl's hoverboard. So it's pink and it's like, it's very similar because he took a girl's little wooden scooter in the, in the first one or whatnot. Yeah. And like, that's kind of a funny joke, but it's just like, but the point is that he made it badass in the first one. Cause he's like, especially cause the skateboard has like this metal rail on the back. So when he's, when he's, he's sketching on like this car and he's yeah. like, and it's like the metal's dragging on the ground and just causing sparks everywhere. So he just looks super cool as he's like avoiding all these bullies and stuff. And you know, putting all these sparks everywhere and then in the in the second one he's just like on this pink hoverboard that just like wobbles around like the biggest rickety piece of shit yeah. like ever and it's just like because obviously they probably just have them on strings or something like that and it's like well it looks it looks just terrible like it just it just I mean which is fine like it, it's I don't have a problem with the hoverboard looking like that but it's certainly not cool I think I think the look and, and how awkward Marty and anyone else using it in the scene looks on it is is just it just takes away from it and I guess it's the sense of speed as well, because Marty's on when he's on the in the first one, he's on the wooden skateboard. He's just cruising around and ramping off stuff. And then yeah, he, the hoverboard's like, so slow. He like walks, he like walks over the car as the skateboard goes under. So then Biff crashes into the manure. Yeah, that was a, that's an awesome part. Makes me want to watch it. Just talking about. Um, <laughs> um, and but then yeah, you get to the hoverboard, and it's just like it's much slower, and there's nothing really clever or exciting about it. He like gets he starts to hover over the water, but then he can't push off the ground, so he's just kind of stuck there. It's just it's just it's just awkward. Look Looking. And and it's just weird to me that people talk about how great the second one is, and they just reference the fucking hoverboard, and it's the lamest fucking thing. I think they haven't seen it in a yeah. while. Like I said, I think it's just the novelty of their predictions. 
Right, right. Yeah, it's just it's just kind of cool to see what like it's not really cool anymore to see what would happen in the future when somebody makes when somebody makes some sci-fi movie forty years in the future where everyone has iRobots and shit. Yeah. And we watch that today. We're like, yeah, who cares? Like, it's not even a big deal. But I feel like thirty, forty years ago, the idea of flying cars and stuff like that was actually still cool. Yeah, like, like it was cool when I I remember being a kid and thinking that was cool. But I, I think in twenty, you know, coming up to twenty twenty here, it's like, yeah, it doesn't. It, this is the future, and, and and the future is in VR. <laughs> like I, I don't even need to go out there. I don't need flying cars. I just need yeah, video games with flying cars, and it's the same. I think RoboCop did a better job of predicting future technologies. <laughs> we don't have hoverboards. I know we have those stupid fucking magnet boards. They're that bullshit ad that was for some car. We just company. have private yeah. prisons and private police forces. Like we, don't, like, really, we <laughs> don't really, we don't really have we we kind of barely sort of have those holograms that they used to uh, that one concert no they we have the those, michael jackson like, one? they're getting prolific <laughs> now like well they're still they're not using holograms for massive concerts. i've seen a lot of holograms showing up lately actually i haven't seen any yeah of they're getting big stuff. now but yeah i think that there's a new concert coming out a hologram of king tut yeah there's Crazy. a bunch coming out robocop like accurately <laughs> predicted <laughs> using using cds to store information and uh and like facial recognition stuff and GPS, like actual I think GPS like, practical was around, stuff. But then, I think it? all that stuff was probably around. I think GPS not. was invented well, they, in like they, they the were 60s definitely or 70s. Like they, their CDs were definitely a thing if they were in the movie. They didn't invent yeah. them, but like they predicted <laughs> the, the way they would use them. Right, right. Not just to listen to music. And granted, the <laughs> the GPS technology of that movie is just like clearly like this fake screen. Is it like the radar at. kind of with the blips? It's like beep, it's like beep. that, but worse. Like it's clearly not a screen they're looking at. It's like not like a drawing, but like a still image. Oh, it's just. Hey, you guys want to see uh, my my grade two re- report here? No, you were seven. I want to see something from when you were thirteen. <laughs> they don't write things like that for thirteen-year-olds, dude. Yeah, they've like, given up on you at that. Point. Yeah, they, like like the t- each teacher, especially him. Well, you don't have a single teacher once you hit middle school because you have a multiple courses in a different. See something teacher you teaches. wrote when you were thirteen. <laughs> yeah, I have, I don't know how to get here. Um, Andrew is ready for a change and grade three. In the past four weeks, Andrew has convinced himself he's bored with grade two. Uh, His usual enthusiasm for class... Sounds like the elitist prick that we've come to know today. (laughs) His usual enthusiasm for class projects and games has disappeared. His desire to work in a creative and imaginative way has also disappeared. Any assignment presented was perceived as boring. I hope that the summer holidays in the new grade three environment. I hope to never see him again. And <laughs> <laughs> the new grade three environment will help Andrew deal with this issue. I've tried to explain to him that in sometimes in life we must complete jobs that are work. Not everything is going to be fun. Unfortunately, Andrew, by deciding that he was bored, convinced himself that this was impossible. <laughs> wow, you really uh, picked a trajectory back then. <laughs> Just stuck with it. <laughs> This is uh, when they put you on bipolar medication. I don't know. That sounds reasonable. The teacher's like, yeah, well, kid, life is boring. And you're like, fuck that. Doesn't yeah, have to be. Either. I'm going to party all the time. <laughs> um, so the sports almanac. So there's the, uh, a big plot point in the, second, in the second Back to the Future is that, uh, you know, Biff, who's kind of the bully throughout all the movies, like he's kind of the main antagonist. Classic other, movie. Other than time itself, he's the main, main antagonist. Um 
And uh, so what happens is that Biff gets a hold of this, this almanac that tells him all of the sports scores for the last 50 years. So he says, okay, I'm going to send this back in time, and then a young version of me can use it to make a bunch of bets and win them and become a total rich prick. and Get super rich. Yeah, get, you, and you'll totally get super rich. So it's meant to be this parallel between the note, the, the, the lightning strike note that Mar Marty McFly receives. And instead of this idea where it's like, okay, well, Marty accidentally gets this thing because of the... First of all, this person delivers him this information about the clock tower, which is really important in the first one. Yeah. They give him this note. He accidentally keeps it because it's got his girlfriend's number because it was just a scrap of paper and then he has it. Um, in the sec... Are you having a good time with that banana over there? <laughs> <laughs> These movies are boring to me. Yeah, well, yes, yes. That was a euphemism, though. Uh, Richard's just literally taking his giant beer and crushing a banana. <laughs> so I, I watched La La Land recently. <laughs> save, anyway, it, go. save it for off the air, <laughs> yeah. right, pal? Yeah, Jesus. don't crush that banana into the I table know, here, like man. one of the most beloved franchises. <laughs> this movie's boring. So, so in <laughs> instead of him accidentally ending, ending this up, like, wouldn't it have been more fun if... Uh, Doc Brown had just handed Marty this paper and said, hey, uh, you might need to know when the lightning strike happens if you go back to 1955, so here's a piece of paper with all the details. Uh, good luck, get in the DeLorean and uh, head off. Like, wouldn't that have been really fun? Because that's what happens in the second Back to the Future where Biff just goes, hey, uh, we better throw this, uh, yeah. sort of throw this sports Super almanac sand. into the patch, like it's into the, into the past and we'll, we'll get it, super rich. It also it's not clever at all. It's just like, it's just a plot point. It's not inter an interesting plot. Not point. only is it not clever, it also like starts the kickoff of the most, of just like the death of subtlety in this <laughs> franchise, where it's just like, instead of having like a simple, fran sim simple plot points, like this guy goes to the past, needs to find out how to get to the future. Accidentally fucks up a few things along the way. Perfect. Great. Nice and simple. You can have a lot of fun within that. This one, it's like, okay, he's going to go to the future. And then someone in the future is then going to go way into the past and, and, and screw things up back then. So then when they go back to the modern day, they realize things have been screwed up. So then they got to then go back to the to past. The and past. It's just like, it get, becomes this, this Yeah, they make like three different mess. jumps in this movie, right? It's, it's too much. And it's just, and it's, it, I, I bring it back to it. Like I said, I don't think they had any inspired ideas to what to do with these characters in a futuristic storyline. So they're like, uh, well, the stuff in 1955 worked. How do we get back to that? So now they're jumping around in all these timelines just to finally get back to 1955 where most of the movie takes place. But then it just ends up being a complete rehash of the first one again, where it's just like we're just going over all the same scenes, but, but there's like a new Marty McFly there. Like, I, I don't want to go hard into the details of this because it just becomes such a convoluted mess and I think it would be really dull to do it. But I will say... I'm already bored. It, does it not remind you a little bit of the Saw franchise? Uh, we talked about it in our <laughs> Saw's Giving, our original Saw's Giving episode, how they just like every new movie, they rewrite the old movies right. with these new characters. They go back to the exact same scenes you've yeah. already seen, but now they're looking at the scene from a different perspective because there's a new version of them. Yeah. That's exactly, that's exactly that's probably what where Saw got the idea. The future too. You it know, just becomes <laughs> this mess where you're seeing two Martys running around, but now it's like, oh, it turns out there was another Marty there who had been to the future, and now he's trying to make sure that the Marty keeps on track, this. but also while trying to get that sports on. The, and it, it's, it's just a fucking... Mess. I have no idea what the fuck is going on already, even just like from your current description. I just watched the movie. I haven't seen the second one in a long time. That's fucking. I think a the lot. Uh, the director of 
the Saw movies was like, you know what my favorite movie is? It's that 20 minutes of Back to the Future 2 where they <laughs> where go they back to 1955. <laughs> what, a, what a great, that was so brilliant. It's like, it's awesome because like Marty's at the dance and he's, and he's trying to get his dad to hook up with his mom. But then this other Marty shows up and he's like a duplicate of him and he's watching him and it's like, whoa, man, like, isn't that trippy? But so like, but that that's, yeah, sure. This is this is the whole Back to the Future two movie. I want you to just continually think about people saying, "Oh, Back to the Future two, that one, that's my favorite one. That's the best of the series." It's like, dude, it's nothing but a fucking hoverboard and then a convoluted mess that's hard to follow of a plot line that just completely tries to steal from the iconic scene scene in the first one. Like that's the whole movie, and this is people's like favorite somehow. I don't know. And like it just there's there's so much like scenes or not scenes clues that they just clearly did never intend to make a sequel. How like his girlfriend in the movie, she just gets knocked out immediately when they get into the future <laughs> and she spends the rest of the movie just knocked out and they're like, yeah. "Oh, don't worry, she'll be fine." And then they're like, "Just leave her in the back alley here." This literally happens. They like cover her in garbage and they're like, "We'll come back for her after." So, Let's go off on an adventure. <laughs> and then they forget her in the future. Brilliant <laughs> writing. So there is a I found I I brought in a list of the 25 reasons why Back to the Future 2 is the best in the what, series. What is this, BuzzFeed? Yeah. No, it's, it's not BuzzFeed. It's just, it's just, uh, it's just is some Is it from your binder? It's just jerk. like one of those <laughs> assholes. my movie binder from when I was a kid. It's just going to be one of those assholes. Like, I guarantee you, if you click on the name of the author on this, he'll probably have, like, the top 10 reasons why the Star Wars prequels are much better than you think. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, you're just being an asshole. You're just being a contrarian asshole. <laughs> uh, term report card. Andrew won't stop working on his 25 reasons why Back to the Future 2 is the best in the series. I've tried burning his papers, but he just makes photocopies and always has a backup. <laughs> I can't get him to stop it. Uh, number two. Self-tying shoes. They made those. Yeah. This needs no explanation. They're just awesome. Isn't it? Isn't it the ultimate irony? Yeah. That self-lacing <laughs> shoes ended up being the perfect product for Michael J. Fox. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's so bad. Because <laughs> of the Parkinson's. He's still alive, right? Yeah. yeah he's, he's still alive. I think he's doing pretty bad, but he's still. Alive. Oh. <laughs> Really shouldn't have started. I, I think that Michael J. Fox's karma—it's karma for doing the second and third ones. He should have—he should have just—he should have just killed himself before they would make him put him. <laughs> I mean, he's movies. barely alive now. So. Here, uh, I was trying to be clever with my joke. <laughs> number number three, hoverboard also mm. needs no explanation. <laughs> Just awesome. <laughs> just, this, Does he say that point for every one of those yeah. things? <laughs> this is modern like writing, blogging, and journalism. It's like here's just a list. <laughs> like, what about click through a slide with an how, advertisement? How about yeah. this one? Yeah. Nobody calls me chicken. Oh, and it's the dumbest thing. I didn't even write that down. Like, it's like halfway through Back to the Future Two. Suddenly, someone calls Marty Mc. Marty McFly, chicken. He goes, he goes, come on, fight me. And he goes, oh, I don't want to fight. He goes, what are you? Yeah, he says, chicken. he says, I don't want to fight. And he's in a rush because he's How trying to like fix the space time continuum. So <laughs> he's got a so really important issue. Then this super big thing. And then it's like, what are you? Yeah, what are you? You're not going to fight me? Chicken? Hey, pal, nobody calls me chicken. It's like, and I'm going to go to the past and fuck your mom. This was not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why doesn't Marty fuck Biff's mom? Go back 10 minutes ago and punch that guy. But it just comes out of nowhere. Like, it, 
it seems like all of a sudden Marty's just becoming a hot-headed idiot. Like our our cool. Yeah, character, it is a movie and a half before this uh like thing pops no, up in his character. I think the all thing of a sudden. that annoys me about it that that there's no setup for it. It doesn't. We've seen no scenes of Marty acting like this like in his regular life before he started going on these adventures, and then suddenly they just throw it into the middle just to make Marty act irrationally. It, it just, really bothers. It me. feels like bad writing where it's like okay, uh, it doesn't make sense that Marty would stop to fist fight <laughs> some guy when he's trying to save himself from not existing. Uh, okay, what if what if like somebody calls him chicken? And he's like, yeah, nobody calls me chicken. It's like, yeah, what if he just acts like a fucking retired from the middle of the movie for no reason? Like, they just wrote that in just to make him do stupid things. How about and that, what number? What number is that on the list? The chicken like thing. Five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So How about number nine? Future Biff's hat. I don't remember. Do you remember his Future hat? Biff's? I remember it, his it, cane. It looks, like so, one, it looks like the inside of those garlic crushers, like the little crushing part, except yeah. it's facing up and it's got. Like, it looks like a thimble on his like, head, like a colander. Kind of this thing? is yeah, the yeah, reason that of. it's good. It's like they're not even wow. going anything through like the plot or the adventure. So it's like on. the fashion. <laughs> Number thirteen. Did we mention hoverboards? Yeah, this is like this is. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. They already mentioned hoverboards again, and they said hoverboard I know on the water. Might... So he has like a list of like what fifteen things, and hoverboards are on there like ten. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a list of twenty five things, and all of them are just things they saw happen in the movie. Yeah, I know it might no not. It might not be on the site, but like this is a BuzzFeed article that just just found its way somewhere else on the internet. Sure, sure. It's the sure. fucking funniest thing to me that like articles like this just basically like f- this format. Like took over journalism. Yeah, I'm still. I could go find off on a rant uh, here, but I guess I'll save it. But still trying to find out what that human Barbie looks like. Anyway, <laughs> go on. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do any more from You're here. You're not but, gonna yeah, do all 25. Like, I'm not gonna do all 25 points. No, I'm. They're I'm, just like listening things that they saw in the movie. <laughs> it's like nothing to do with actual film. Yeah, I already said anything. that. Next. <laughs> okay, so uh, we got a we got a sponsor for this commercial, uh, sorry, this podcast here today. Very relevant sponsor. We have a movie commercial here. Let me just. Uh, yeah, why, don't you, why don't you queue up that sponsor here while I get to uh, number 20. Can we have pizza that works like this? <laughs> what does it do? Oh, is right. that though? he throws it in the microwave? Yeah, he's, they, they have like this little pizza that's about the size of a cookie, and they throw it in their little hydrating Turns machine, and then they full, pull it back out, and, it's, and the pizza is a full pizza. It's just a microwave oh. that mists your food, obviously. It's just, it's just a microwave that doesn't microwave the food. It squirts, squirts, squirts food. some water. So it's like out of the fifth element sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so that sort well, of thing. Well, this came first. You guys want to get pizza? <laughs> I guess. I, I like that movie better, so. This summer, look forward to the fourth installment in the Back to the Future franchise, where Doc and Marty go on their greatest adventure yet. Part four, Back to the Fuhrer. Just when Marty thought life was about to settle down, he gets a visit from Doc himself. Oh, but Doc, I thought we were finished. I'm through going back and forth to the future. It's not the future, Marty. It's the Fuhrer. <laughs> you, mean, you mean Hitler? This is getting heavy, Doc. How are we going to stop the world's most ruthless known villain? It's not Hitler, Marty. It's Biff. He must have used the time machine for more than we thought. <laughs> but this time, Biff's got more nefarious plans in store. <laughs> Using his knowledge of German history to give his distant relative, Stift Tannenstein, <laughs> a perfect plan to steal, to steal Germany and take the world as the ultimate Fuhrer. And Doc and Marty are the only ones that can stop him. And the duo are going to learn that being in a concentration camp is not all it's gassed up to be. <laughs> oh <my laughs> so, <God>. so, 
<laughs> so join Michael J. Fox as he shakes off uh, his old Marty <laughs> uniform one last time in part four, Back to the Fuhrer, in theaters April 20th in your local theater. So this is a, uh, this is a Parkinson's oh riddled God. Michael J. Fox that goes in Back to the Fuhrer. Oh well, it's going to take some heavy CGI to edit that out of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so then they, uh, so to make sure that they remember which future to come back to, they... Uh, Doc Brown gives Marty some tattoos on the in, inside of his forearm, telling him what the date the date it's is to put, into the, <laughs> to put his in memory loss of Parkinson's thing. How do you think they would uh, redo the skateboarding scene? In Nazi Germany, and back to the Fuhrer, <laughs> because they have to. They, they have to. They've done it in every movie. It's like a donkey. Well, he would be trying to escape one of those. What are they like? The Panzerschreck tanks? What the hell are they called? Well, pan- yeah, Panzers. Panzer. Yeah, Panzer Shrek is the ro- the, the rocket, rocket I think that they used to kill the Panzer. Shrek's kids. Yeah, Biff would Shrek's be great. Biff would be in a big German tank. Yeah, <laughs> yes, like in Indiana Jones, like in the in the Last Crusade, and yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. it's just him running away from a tank. <laughs> I, well, I don't know what he would be riding. I don't know. I don't know. Nineteen forties German technology. Like one of those motorcycles with a sidecar. Like yeah, rounds <laughs> in the sidecar. And then the sidecar yeah. comes off, and he's just riding down a hill, there like you go. Yeah, balancing yeah, the sidecar, and this movie's riding itself. Yeah. Well. I'll have to wait and see if that made it into the movie. So what's how do they get the power to get the the DeLorean back to the future? From uh, back don't then? you don't you remember the brilliant scene at, at the end of Back to the Future Three, the new time machine? It's just oh, a, yeah. it's just we'll, a train, we'll, the space train, just train. Well, I think we're already at it. Uh, <laughs> well, you got anything more on Back to the Future Two? Uh, I mean, I have lots on everything. No, I have I have I have nothing. I mean, what are you, what are you going to talk about on Back to the Future Three other than that? There's a, hor- a hor- it ends with this horrible space sucked. train. It's a, it's a boring Western movie version of everything. Th- so I, I don't think, I don't, re- I don't think the third one. I don't think the second or third one are that great. But I do not think that the third one is near as bad as you make it out to be, Muller. Looking at you. Well, it's just really boring. I mean, I thought it was pretty bad too. Yeah, like nothing happens within the first like hour and a half of that. Movie. Well, so that's the thing. <laughs> first is... two hours of that movie, nothing happens. <laughs> Finally, the credits get there, and we get to have a good time. You see the space train. Yeah, credits there's... roll. Done. The thing is, so if you that space train was so fucking. If you stupid, remove. Man. The, the thing I think that makes Back to the Future Three bad, or like really, or at least brings it down quite a bit. Uh, is the stupid romance subplot with Doc Brown and some broad from the Wild West. Like, Clara. It's, it's Clara, yeah. Clara, yeah why is Clara he trying Clayton. to hook up with some broad from the Wild West? He just falls for her. He just, you know, just... Ah, that just, happens. Yeah. Love. <laughs> <laughs> Never know. Uh, and, and when you say, like, the first hour of the movie, that's kind of where all that starts. And then it just meanders around with Doc Brown falling in love with some broad that nobody cares about. Like, we want to see an adventure with, with Doc and Marty, like, and, 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 and Biff. Everyone else, it's like, nah, they're not, don't, don't give them too much camera time. They're, yeah. not, they're, not, they're not that relevant. We just need the Biff equivalent, whatever, it, whatever, whatever relative of Biff is there, Doc and Marty, and that's it. But then it goes on like this, at least, like, like minimum 45-minute uh, subplot of, of Doc Brown falling for, for some chick, and it's like this, it... It's just weird that the same writers that wrote the first one, which is like they just clearly understood these characters and, and what to do with them and how to write them in a very snappy and clever script. And then all of a sudden, it just in the third one, it just seems like they have no understanding of what made Doc Brown interesting, like made him a fun character. Uh, like... I don't. I don't want to see him dance. I don't want to see Doc Brown dancing in a fucking hoedown. Oh my you god, know, that like, hoedown <laughs> scene sucks <laughs> like, so bad. Really bad. 
So, uh, what are your thoughts on Rick and Morty? Because Rick is basically just Doc realized in a more crass way. Uh, yeah, I've I've watched Rick and Morty, and it just seems it's like a complaint I have with a lot of like modern, I guess, cartoon comedies, like comedies in general. It's just they're they're too like too wacky for me. They're too out there. Like it's just like too constant. colorful. It feels like I remember. Andy like, likes a nice dull like, gray <laughs> sheen across all his movies. No, That's but why I like movies. I like movie. I like movies to be clever and not just like look at how random well, we are. Clever. And I I don't think that's entirely what Rick and Morty is. But from what I've seen, it's just a bit too much of that. It reminds me so. Like the first however many seasons of Family Guy before it got before Fox canceled it were just like so funny and they still hold up and it's like a really smart show and it, it had like a certain seasons. random silliness to it but they were clever about it. Yes. And there then were it, points they were And making. then the show was really popular so they were like oh shit we better bring this thing back like years later but like clearly a different writing staff oh, or, is that what happened? or at least just back. wasn't yeah. inspired and now that show is just like constant it's wacky silliness and random yeah. references. And while uh, I don't think, on you. <laughs> well, I don't think Rick and Morty is that per se, but I feel like it has a bit of in that where it's just like, what if they go to a planet where they're fighting like these crazy space bugs and all that? Like it's That's it's like the lack episode. of <laughs> it's like the lack of of subtlety to it. And then like I remember so many people saying it's like, oh, Rick and Morty is basically just a Back to the Future cartoon show. And then like maybe I started at the wrong place, but I like I started on the pilot that never aired where like Rick is is. Sucking off, or which, which way? Which, 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 which one's Doc Brown? Have you never seen this? Rick. No, I've seen lots of Rick and Morty. But I've never I've seen so Rick, anybody Rick, suck Rick is off. the Doc Brown equivalent. Yeah. There, there's like a, sh a, a, a short pilot uh, oh, okay. that never aired yeah. of like yeah. of don't like, watch that first. Uh, yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> the thing that the, the the writing staff didn't deem yeah. to be good enough to, for the public. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's it's. I think it's, I've never seen anything like that I think in that movie. I think it's only in that show. In the movie, I definitely haven't. Uh, I think it's only similar. I think it's only Doc similar Brown. to to Marty and Doc Brown in that they're, I guess, similar characters. They're with dynamic. A similar relationship. Yeah, they're, they're they're pretty similar characters. They're dynamic. But like, they're they, but like them, the humor yeah. and the storylines are nothing like Back to the Future. So I, I every I wish every if two and three were anything like fucking Rick and Morty. I'm comparing, it, I'm, 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 I'm comparing it to the first. The two and three, two and sure. three, the two and three of any franchise movie. is just like whatever. It's yeah, it's likely disposable unless it's Mad Max. Well, it's I likely disposable. I haven't seen uh, Lord of the Rings in a long time. The second and third might be better on those. Uh, I, I think that you you have this complaint about colorful stuff like that, like you know, especially cartoon stuff. And I, I, I don't know. I think that I think the fact that they're not as like quite as subtle makes it easier for them to just get get to a point. Like I mean, Rick and Morty's like I know they've explored a lot of stuff with like parallel infinite dimensions and stuff, and like really stuff that it's like if you're too subtle about this, like you're just never even going to be able to get talking mm -hmm. about that sort of thing. So I think that like being able to just be goofy and silly is like I don't know. It allows you to just go straight for it and I think it's just a diff it's just like a genre thing you know it's like some I mean all, like, all I'm saying is just that it's just something it's just a type of humor not for you. the type of humor that I just don't really care interesting. about interesting it's, um, it's, 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 it's like wacky. the adult swim style of cartoons they're all yeah. like that basically they're all yeah that's sure it, yeah like that. uh, my yeah. point being uh, is Back to the Future is not as bad as you make it out to be it's just like this this pocket that uh, of this stupid subplot romance that I know, like you have a problem with pockets in movies. As soon as a movie hits like a bit of a lull, it's like maybe this isn't the best part of the movie. You check out hard, and usually it <laughs> oh, happens yeah. around the three quarters mark. But it happened like 
within 10 minutes of this <laughs> Yeah, it happens so quick. Because like, the opening scene of freaking Back to the Future uh, yeah. 3 is like, is, uh, you know, so at the end of Back to the Future 2, some guy pops up to, uh, Mar- to Marty, <laughs> to, to, to Marty McFly, and he's like, hey, I got a letter for you. It's from 50 years in the past. You know, we've been waiting to give it to you or whatever. So, um, so that's where that's where the third one opens up, and then he's like, "Oh, I got this letter." So then Doc Brown starts explaining yeah, the third all these. One doesn't open up with like any interesting scene whatsoever. It's like ten it? minutes no. of him explaining. Like the first all one opens up weird... with that awesome like dials flipping and like yeah, the first one has the most the guitar and yeah, he has yeah. So it's like how iconic is that scene where he's got he's just got that gigantic like eight foot how tall are they not speaker making something fun for an intro to this movie? Yeah, like... the, the yeah. So so I mean, I think most people have seen it, but he just he. He slams his guitar down. He turns that speaker up to 10 on every yeah, dial. And then, and then uh, there's a voicemail or something from Doc that's like, don't use the amplifier. Yeah, something wrong with the attenuator or something on it. And See, it. He just slams his guitar and it immediately launches him across the room. The whole speaker just explodes. And the third one is just exposition. It's just yeah, 10 minutes think, of Doc uh, just uh, explaining shit about, and like trying to, he's trying to re, like, un wind this bowl of spaghetti about what's happened in the yeah, second one. It's I like, couldn't follow. Man, they, it's like, like oh, at the this. beginning of the third one, and they should come up with something clever like the first one, or he should have just gotten the letter and you said, Marty, it's the past. We gotta go, <laughs> yeah, we gotta yeah, go yeah, back yeah. to the West. It's yeah. like, oh, okay, I guess we gotta go. It, like, just, yeah. it does seem like they got so wrapped up in the... Story. Like the convoluted mess that they created yeah. in the second one, that they're like, ah, oh, we got to figure out how to how to wrap this into a story that gets us into the Wild West, and then so they stumble around there, and then when they get to the Wild West, and then it stumbles around more with this this romance, Doc Brown romance subplot. Before it gets to like the last forty-ish minutes, when it gets into the stuff with with Mad with Buford Tannen, Mad Dog Tannen, that's where it gets interesting. My argument is not that it's a that the third one's a great movie. It's just that it's an it's an okay movie that has a uh, a bit of a harsh lull that, to, at the it's beginning. It's an okay movie, just like Tiptoes. The problem, I think, I think honestly, the biggest problem is is that because it's you know this is a franchise tied to the first Back to the Future, is that it's really easy to then take the sequels and compare it to the first one and be like, oh man, this first one, look at this this great scene and this great scene and this great scene. Uh, but what about self-tying I, shoes? I, I That's could, so I could awesome. go off for a half an hour just talking about how brilliant that intro scene that you're talking about is and, and like how much information you get from a two-minute scene uh, without like any di- any real dialogue, just from the camera spanning across, across Doc Brown's clocks room. And like, yeah, you get an idea of this crazy scientist. Yeah. Um, oh, the third one sucks so bad. Yeah. It's, I, I don't think it's that bad. I think it's just the romance subplot. It, it drags it down. And then dealing with the convoluted mess left from the previous one, mm-hmm. which is how they start. I would argue, like once it gets to the, once they get into their main conflict with Buford, Mad Dog Tannen, that's the Biff, yeah, the great. Biff Tannen equivalent. Second half, of the and then second like the whole reason that they even that they, the whole reason that Marty goes back to the Wild West is because he finds Doc Brown's gravestone saying he died in in 1885, pretty shortly after he got there, and that he was shot by Buford Tannen. So they have to go back there to save him from getting shot, in order to get him back to his current time. Um, but what they do a, like a fun thing, I think, where they keep looking at this photo of the gravestone, and then all of a sudden, like it starts changing, and then Marty's name ends up on the gravestone, implying Ooh. that he got shot by, by Buford Tannen instead. Uh, 
And that's where I think the movie gets fun. And it actually kind of plays into at least the... Yeah, that is where it gets like the fun. first one. Where There's really yeah, it's, it starts to, disappearing. It starts to have like, the same sort of tone that the first one did without, without just rehashing the same plot, basic plot like Back yeah, to the Future. Yeah, so it's at least it. following the same rules uh, established in this Back to the Future time paradox universe, basically. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, they, this is like a two-hour, two-ish, two-hour-ish movie. Uh, you cut like that romance plot, and it'll probably break it down to just like an hour and ten minutes. It's not but that long. Fifty minutes. They spend a lot of time. He really like hours. goes to her house. Yeah. He like fixes her telescope. They go to the hoedown dance, and then they do start to mix. Does the whole hoedown count as as the romance subplot? Yeah, because that was it's a pretty long because scene. it's mostly that Buford well, Ta- Buford Tannen shows up, and it gets good again. Because yeah, Buford Tannen, good, yeah. he's like, let me get a dance with the girl, and he's like being just a filthy animal. Yeah, like her. Doc She's Brown like, owes him eighty bucks, and he's like, well, I'm gonna, why don't I get my eighty bucks out of this girl? Yeah, yeah. he's just Buford Tannen. I guess I think it's just Buford that saves that whole movie because he's entertaining to watch like he's just it's the same actor that plays Biff but he's just like he seems like he's the only actor having fun in that movie and he's just really having fun at the role everyone else is just like alright let's go through the let's just make it clear that that Biff is the savior of all three of these movies like he you know not that the first one needs not that the first one needs saving but he he is he is a much better villain than people. To, like people don't talk about him like he's this great villain. I think he's like one they of don't the, talk one about of the best. Yeah, he's one of the history. best. Like he's he's just absolutely hilarious. In the first one, you know, he's he's just such a stereotypical like bully guy. Like, yeah, like I think nineteen fifties high school. Bully. Yeah, like like in the first one, he's like you know some kids are playing with a ball on the street and he just grabs it and like chucks it on someone's porch so they can't <laughs> reach it. That's the second one. Oh, is that's in the yeah, second that's one. The second one. Yeah, it's just he's just such a jerk to everyone. Like he's trying to like rape. Marty's mom, basically, yeah, he's like a bad guy. Like, yeah, he's he's not a good guy at all. Like, hey, butthead! Like everybody remembers that. Like that's a that's a. Really- I just there's some like I always I just find myself regularly thinking of just in both the first and the second one when he when he bursts into the diner and he's like McFly just the way he said it. Like, thought I told I thought you, I told you yeah. never again. Yeah, that that's an iconic line too. It's that's- great. Uh, yeah, and Mad Dog Tannen, the Wild West uh, Biff Tannen, like he's he's. Awesomely entertaining. It's it's maybe like it's much more over the top than the previous Biffs, uh, but I don't know. It, I just I love him and like the whole plot with him is saves the movie because yeah that all the Doc Brown stuff uh, and his stupid romance plot and then trying to tie up the ends like it, it drags the movie pretty hard. Yeah, I think they actually put like a lot of really good detail into the Mad Dog Tannen. Uh, yeah. As well, like he like looked dirty. Just like we noticed at the dirty. same time, like, he looks so he dirty. He looks always really dirty. covered in dirt, like yeah. his face like, and everything. His teeth look awful, uh, but like his guns, uh, they actually looked like pretty awesome. Yeah. So it was just a lot of detail going into that character. I thought was pretty interesting as well. Yeah. Um, I didn't even realize that it was Biff. I think when I was a kid, because his makeup is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. and he's, he also does have like a thick mustache going on. Yeah, yeah. Evil wild west And he's always yelling face. as well, like just like that <laughs> that sort of old western villain yell. So one thing that they don't talk about, like, because in the first Back to the Future, Biff is the bully, and then uh, you know he's, I mean, right at the very be- the opening scene with Biff, where uh, Marty McFly comes home, Biff is in Marty and his dad's house. 
So yeah. it's not like he's out on the street and Biff is bullying his dad inside yeah. his dad's house. Like it's like what what type of weenie could you be to have somebody come over to your house and bully you in front of your family? <laughs> <laughs> like it's like it's it's pretty, you know, I think he's just getting he's basically just doing the equivalent of like do my homework, right? I think he's like he's his boss or something at, at the, or his manager or something like that. And by the end of the movie because because Marty's dad stands up to Biff in 1955, now their life has changed and in, in 1985, uh, they you know Marty comes home and, and Biff Biff is very subservient to his dad at this point, right? And the way that it's really presented is like, oh man, yeah, they really showed that Biff and put him in his place and whatnot. But you kind of pointed out something really like actually like it seems like Biff's life got a lot yeah, better too. Yeah, saved Biff. He's kind of a really nice guy at that point, even though he seems a bit subservient. But you can see that he has his own cle- uh, car detailing on the side of his truck. It says like Biff's car detailing or car. So he cleaning. started his so own. Like business. He has his own successful little business there, and like he's. Yeah. Happy customers that he's getting along with. Yeah, he's he's, <laughs> he's nice and yeah and friendly and whatever. Like he went from like, you know, he's about to do something real horrible in the first <laughs> one. Like he's basically about to rape Marty's mom. But he's a hot-headed teenager. I like to think people can grow. You know, he gets punched out and and it's like yeah, that one thing, just him being put in his place at a younger age. It made everyone's life better. That that movie hasn't. I know it's Back to the Future, and it should have a heartwarming ending, but it has an oddly heartwarming ending. Yeah. It's like even the villains are like, yeah, he, Biff has a better life. He's not a monster anymore. He's it, just a it, guy with his own his own. It's like self made business. I do want to say though. Honey, did you hire that guy who tried to rape me to detail our car again? Why do you keep? Why do you keep? He's like in their house. It's like, wouldn't that be like? Wouldn't she not be very happy about that? Well, like I said, it's like you're comparing like a you know thirty years difference between people. It's like maybe, maybe thirty maybe, years. You know, Biff has had thirty years to could have apologized. Sorry, yeah. I tried to rape you that one time. You know, no hard feelings. Yeah, yeah they, they didn't really show that awkward conversation uh, yeah. in any of the movies, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, I have some. I have something to say about gay people, but other than that, I, you know, I'm, I'm done. I'm done I with that. I love wow. gay people. I love. Well, them. <laughs> before we, before we get to whatever hateful tangent you have, uh, man, like you thought. Here's another defense of the third one. You thought the DeLorean was cool. Well, <laughs> fuck you. Forget about the shitty, awesome, most iconic vehicle of all time. It's gone now. The end is a cool super hover train. It's like the space train. Not, it looks like I, an old-timey train, but it's flying, and Doc Brown's got his two annoying little children they, in it. They fucked up that ending so <laughs> they bad. They fucked it yeah. up so bad. Because the third one I ends, can't defend that one. So, so Marty comes back to the future... By, current, by the, the current time, the, yeah, the current the, time from the old west, and um, you know the way that they use, they had to use a train to get the thing up to eighty-eight miles yeah. per hour. So, so he's on a train track because they were using a train. Um, so he comes to the current time, stops, whoo, made it to the present, turns around, holy shit, there's a train on the track. He jumps out, and the train just demolishes the DeLorean <laughs> in a way that made no yeah, sense yeah. at all. Yeah, because it was just like rips to shreds. Like yeah, yeah, like it's clear that they had some model of the DeLorean yeah. because there's no way a real car would have torn to shreds quite that badly. Like it just looked like dust after. Yeah, it's like a so, so, so Marty goes and he, he goes over to the wreckage and he looks down and he sees that little that little time stamp thing where they would dial in the time and he and he can see beside it this flux capacitor and they're all just broken and damaged and scarred up and even as a viewer who had checked out for like an hour and a half and was just not hardly paying attention as much as I could um, 
I, I felt like I was, t I was like, it was a grieving scene to watch. It's like, oh man, yeah, that really, uh, you know, that all his adventures are gone. Doc Brown is stuck in the past or whatever, which is like, you know, it's like, wow, that that's a pretty crazy ending, like, uh, or whatever. Well, it's also like, it, it is like a nice closure to it because it's like they have this cool time machine that everyone loves, but then like throughout the whole series, like even in the first one, but it continues into the second and third. Like this thing has just caused them much more trouble than it's worth. Like it's it's like it's like a monkey's paw thing. Right, it's right. Like you got this awesome cool Morty device, but <laughs> it's just it it's it's yeah. Cause despite how cool it is and all the potential like great greatness it could do for you, it's like it just always ends up causing them trouble. So it's like it's just like this. Uh, to be fair, they never seem to plan closure. it out very well. Even in the first one, they have a bunch of like Libyan guys shooting at them with machine guns. Yeah, that's what makes it. He quickly whips away. It's not like they like planned it out. No, that's a, even. That's part you know, wrote a task list of what to do in the past, like literally no tools whatsoever to to actually improve anything. But sure, yeah, they get thrown into an adventure. It's so, it's, it's not something they ever they didn't intend to screw things up. Yeah, but, you know. Well, they didn't even intend to go back at the at that exact time. Either. I, know. I don't know uh, if they intended to have that dramatic moment of like the car being completely destroyed and Marty realizing his adventures were completely over. Because <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. immediately after that, they're like, "Oh, I guess that ties it up uh, really nicely." It's like, "What do we do next?" I know space train. Yeah. <laughs> you kept saying space train, but there's no aspect of this train that goes into uh, space. It like hovers off the tracks and then turns and then around toward and the camera and like grows wings. Yeah. It's so <laughs> fun. Oh, it's, at least, it's at least it a, so a plane train. It's you know, the lamest, plane train. if not a the lamest fucking thing. Space train does have a better ring than plane train. I don't know. It's <laughs> so. just like plane train sounds. It just great. comes in. It just sounds like a boring train. <laughs> it's, it's a really plain completely train. Completely removed all of the meaning from like what just happened because it's like oh there's I guess there's no more time machines so you know things yeah. can like relax and it's like then it's a like time a machine scratch. then a time machine shows up that's ridiculous and it's, I don't know yeah no you're totally it, they could have just ended the movie with the little grievous scene and, and whatnot so yeah. can you imagine though that we have Back to the Future four or five if, if we have the Fuhrer one. Yeah, yeah the Fuhrer coming, coming <laughs> later this coming month. Soon. Like, can you even imagine a competent movie where the movie starts with this space train? <laughs> like, that's, like that's the device. Like, like it doesn't matter if you get George R. R. Martin on that script. It's broken immediately. Well, like, like every character would die as well. But Yeah, like they'd have to, like at the very, in, in the best case scenario, the first five minutes of the movie is them disposing of that space train and getting a much better iconic time machine vehicle. Well, imagine though, like imagine if you're watching the first one. And like Doc's like, Marty, you gotta get to the the mall. We got an experiment to perform. And he gets there. There's that that brilliant shot in the first one of the back of the DeLorean backing out of the truck. You got the dry ice, yeah. like the smoke machine going or whatever. Imagine if they replaced the DeLorean with the stupid giant train at the end. <laughs> I don't think I the movie would have been a success. Here. Right, yeah. I no, think it's just like hot tub time machine. Doc, like, you just turned a have that train into a time machine. <laughs> like, it's just like, oh, like, where did you yeah, get the train I guess. from? <laughs> it's just back. In. He's got this giant semi with the train. Just this stupid looking train. He's it's like funny. shoveling coal it's, into it's it. It's funny how uh, not just iconic uh, that car is the movie, but just. Basically, like that movie made that car iconic. Right, totally. So, like, oh, I've, yeah. we've seen, like, I think it was in Rocket League. You can get the DeLorean. Oh, yeah. I mean, and it's, it's Ready Player it's, One. It's, it's, it's a reference. It's a reference to it's back a, in the Yeah, you don't see a DeLorean and not see it as a reference. Is, to there, yeah. is there any more iconic movie car that even exists? The Batmobile. I don't think so. 
Not to the extent because like they what's keep, the Batmobile? They keep yeah, yeah, they keep, what's it's look like? They it's keep like no changing. Yeah, it's they keep changing. on the front. No, they keep changing it. Though. I know they keep changing it. It's a different fucking it, Batmobile. The, the so, light. so you're talking about the Tim Burton Batmobile? Yeah, the Tim Burton Batmobile is pretty iconic. But yeah, I mean that's not a regular car. So there isn't a regular car. No, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be a regular. I will. I will argue that even for non-regular cars, it's more iconic than the Batmobile. Like yeah, it probably is. Yeah, but I mean the Batmobile changing it. So well, nobody thinks the Batmobile is that cool. Like it's like like if like you hear stories of some weirdo nerds like buying or making their own Batmobile that looks just like it, and I always yeah. see those stories. And I go, what a fucking idiot! Like, <laughs> like that's a Lorian, you lose. Yeah, if I knew somebody like that, I'd be like, why? Why, why did you do that? <laughs> um, but if somebody had a Delorean, I'd be like, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely cooler. You know, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's one of those things where it's, it's I don't like need to make concessions here. I, it is cooler and more iconic. <laughs> it's it's one of those things where it's popular and it's like it's it's justified and it's popular. So you, you just you watch Back to the Future. I mean, I've gone on this rant before. <laughs> it's just, it's there's just something about it. Not like even Mad cool Max. It's too bad about the second and third one, although I haven't seen the second one in a long time. I mean, the DeLorean, too bad about the third the DeLorean one. is fine in the second oh, and third yeah. one. It, it doesn't, doesn't, do it doesn't any, fuck up. It doesn't do anything wrong. It's even cool when it's flying in the second one and the wheels tuck inside. That's pretty cool. It's ready to talk about the gays. <laughs> I would love to talk what about the gays. Because I spoke to you about the drag show I went to, and you had just the strangest perspective. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is so... Conser- very, very conservative people, right? Like, they've got a problem with the gays. Very. That's socially I think, conservative I think people that's becoming have dim- a problem with the But world. that's, that, you know, that exists. Very conservative out, out, Yeah, yeah, very, you know, not really, like, normal conservatives anymore. You're like talking people. about, like, hardliners. Yeah, basically. yeah, like hardliners. Why do you have a problem with something that's so goddamn boring? Like gays? Well, like, they're so it's, boring. It's the most boring. So Richard told me about this drag show that he went to the other day. I don't know how this is boring. Yeah, and, and yeah. he's like, oh yeah. So uh, and what was the, it? Was the Spice Girls? But but it was. We watched. We went to the Rio in Vancouver, and we watched the movie Spice World, which was cut with a drag show. Yeah, so it's just a drag show, and and so they're not performing the songs; they're just lip syncing the songs yeah. or whatever. And and I just think, <laughs> if, though it would have been funny. If you want to be yeah. a one, I'll go to the So, if you just had it not gay, no one would go see that. Like, nobody gives it. Like, Some like, people can, might, but Can less. you imagine yeah, just being like, hey, yeah, uh, do you guys want to go see describing this? describing the do you, Spice Girls. Do, do you want, <laughs> I'm not describing the Spice I'm not describing the Spice Girls because the non-gay Spice Girls. That might be the best point Richard's ever made about anything. I'm not well talking done. about going to see a band. <laughs> I'm go- talking to go to see people do lip sync. Sure, lip yeah, like, would, could you Like, would you go see? It's like, hey guys, um, yeah, uh, there's a bunch of guys doing this event down at Corky's Bar. Uh, it's four guys lip syncing to Backstreet Boys songs. Well, the Backstreet Boys probably lip synced to Backstreet Boys. Yeah, songs. <laughs> yeah well, <laughs> they had pyrotechnics they and shit. So it's just a bunch of guys pretending to be the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> now people get in trouble for that though, dude. Like, uh, you're you're you start lip syncing your pop songs like you got a well, you got a no, scan- do it all I'm not time. saying they don't do it but you got a scandal people are careful about it they they I sing if that's they what, can yeah you got pretty you much gotta, all of them are just doing yeah, it they are. They I'm, I mean I I'm dated with absolutely. my Michael Jackson again. never did that I'm no, not surprised, but he's a different. Yeah, he's dead. Different so, league. Yeah. Dead. Uh, <laughs> I said most of them. survive. Uh, other than that hologram children. of him, <laughs> uh, it seems like you're missing the point of a drag show. You got to treat it more like a circus. 
Yeah. <laughs> like a hey, zoo. Look at, look at these weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> well, when, you told, when you told me about this show, Richard, and I was just like, yeah, what's, what's, is it, it seems like that show, which these, these drag queens are a part of, it seems like the show itself it, that they're a part of is demeaning to them. Like sure. they're demeaning There's a themselves. certain level I think that they know that, that it's strange. I mean, good on, I, I would congratulate them just for having that, that kind of self-awareness. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, maybe. I'm highly so entertaining. Uh, aware it's of what weird doing. to me that Mueller calls it boring. It, it, it's <laughs> like, he's like, if it was a different thing, it would be boring. So it's boring. It's like, well, it's not the different thing you're describing. Well, it, it depends on that, why you're going for it. If you're going for it, like, hey, look at these dudes who think that their broad shoulders yeah, look that's good in the dress. I like, if it's that. <laughs> go to a drag show? Fuck yeah, I'll take me if to the circus. If it's that, then it's just like, yeah, that, that's, that could be wildly entertaining for at least 15 minutes. Uh, but if you're looking at it like, I'm just watching a bunch of people lip sync. Yeah, that's boring. It it, it depends on your uh, your perspective. Yeah, but I, don't, I see where you're both I don't think from. that you have the same perspective as people who genuinely go to see this stuff. Like no, so, no, so I, when I, I just like, you're it, like, yeah, it's a circus. I just called it a circus. I definitely don't. I'm not saying <laughs> that. Part perspective is boring. Yeah. I'm saying the perspective that this is interest. This is interesting just because of the gayness is not is not very interesting. Like I, like I I told you I did that pride parade. I did the lights for it or whatever. And I just remember thinking it's like the only good part of this two hour thing. And they there was is a, my light show. <laughs> <God damn it. laughs> is, uh, See where this they had like a, they had a female comedian who was on for like ten minutes who was gay or something. But she didn't make a bunch of gay jokes. She just said funny jokes. And I thought that she was super funny. Mm -hmm. And it was like okay that was great and and the rest of it it's like oh we're celebrating gayness and stuff and it's like why don't you just do something that's good then like instead like of just show. doing these well, shitty lip syncs like it's like it's it sounds like what you're asking me to do is we're going to come out and do a shitty job and you should like it because we're gay and it's like just be just gayness doesn't make it good like be gay and well, good yeah well they were gay and good I no, they weren't. Uh, well, maybe yours. I, I didn't see. But uh, okay, in that case, I'm just not interested in in seeing people lip sync. We're going to a drag show, man. I think. <laughs> I think we should we should do like an on on site. I did the lights for the drag show, man. Like, Hold on, I know. I'm getting my lipstick right I now. I think yeah. part of what it was is that these big shows and parades and whatever, where they're just parading around, quite literally, is like there was a time when when they were so heavily discriminated against that it was just like, it was meant to be a pushback. Yeah, you like, like hey, yeah. I'm you not, like I'm the not... idea that it could be taboo. No, it's a like, celebration what? of the fact that they're not being persecuted for this yeah, shit anymore. Yeah, they're, they're here, they're is. queer, get used to it. Yes, that's fun. But I, I don't I have a problem with someone celebrating that, but it's boring if you're not one of those people. Dude, it's like one day a year and like a parade <laughs> in Vancouver that lasts like an hour. Like, I will say I'm that... not saying don't do the pride <laughs> parade. You can do whatever you want. All the flamboyant pageantry is Boring. <laughs> I will say I think the reason you might find it boring. I mean, it's hard to, to it's try and figure out, figure out how your how your brain works. But uh, it's like that pushback seemed like it was super relevant. Like you know, you go back 15ish years ago, but now it's like at least where we live, and especially I'm assuming this parade was in Vancouver. Was it in Vancouver? I don't know. No, it was just in Abbotsford. Anyway, just but ar closer. around this, it's like there's not that kind of hardcore discrimination that like a pushback is like really needed to get their movement going. So I think it seems like less of an exciting, relevant thing. I'm not saying that it shouldn't. I mean, I, I'm whatever, not saying but... it's irrelevant. Like I, I'm not saying, oh, don't you know, cancel all the events, don't do the events. But it's like people treat it like it's a hobby. Like I see, I see people Being talk gay? about this. Yes, no, absolutely. It's, it's like it's, it's, it's their lifestyle. Man. I'm not saying yeah. the gay people are treating their own like their own orientation 
like it's a hobby. I'm saying people like, oh, it's like, oh yeah, we're gonna go down to the to the to the pride thing, and it's like, well, you're and you're not gay, and it's like, yeah, but it's just so cool, and it's like, no, it's not interesting. (laughs) I think you think that I'm the only person treating it like a circus when when subconsciously a lot of people. I literally said it's like going to the circus when I was. I remember. I'm not saying why would you find it like interesting, Richard, but you're not going sincerely. (laughs) And I I sincerely wanted to go see a drag show. You're not going. <laughs> you just said it was like a circus. You're inherently not going to for it in the sincere way that it's I meant think, to be presented. I think it's meant to be presented as like this is normal and not like a circus. That's the way it's presented to you. So if you don't see it in that capacity, you're not seeing it sincerely. I'm not saying you're not sincere in your circusry. <laughs> I'm just saying you're not seeing it for the reason it was meant to be done. I fucking promise you that all of these social justice warriors who are putting these things on are not, not like, I happening. hope some people come and bring popcorn and look at us like we're circus freaks. I fucking guarantee <laughs> whoa, you whoa, whoa. that I is might not. I say that it was like going to the circus, but I'm not degrading what these people are doing. <laughs> <laughs> the circus is a legitimate thing to go see. Yeah, being a carny and a bearded woman, that's totally normal. That's just look at, these, look at this weird bearded lady. <laughs> she is weird. She's she putting herself out there to make a it's, buck. It's it's the hobbiness. Like people treat it like I've seen this listed on people's interests in dating profiles. Drag shows? Not drag shows, like gayness. Gayness is like, a yeah, like in people's Dating profile? Yes, as a what hobby. Is what, as it a says hobby? gayness? It's, it's a female whatever. is saying gayness is her hobby? I don't, I don't think they write exactly so she's gayness She's just or saying she likes gay porn. Yeah, she's man. just bi. Yeah. She's just saying she wants to see you do No, that. dude, because there's, it's not just, <laughs> there's so events associated this. This isn't just seeing people. It's like, people are interested. It's like, oh, well, here's this new Marvel sh- movie. Okay, whatever. There's a gay person. It's, I'm fucking on it. I'm going to go see that movie. It's like, it's not more interesting because they're gay. It doesn't mean anything at all. It's just a person. They're just another person. Like, do something. If it's a drag show, if there's really awesome dancing, then that's what makes it good, not the fact that they're gay. Like, being gay doesn't make sure. something good or anything. It I just said when I was at the show, man, this would be great if these were women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this would be. So I'm just saying, if you're going to look at something, just say, okay, what if we got rid of the gay people in here? Like, if what if they were straight? And it's like, <laughs> well, I, you know, it, it, like, this is the litmus test for how you can tell if it's interesting. I'm not saying that you need to get rid of them. Let's get rid of all the gay people. Let's get rid of all of them. Okay, what if we get rid of I all like the what they're gay doing, people? but I don't like who they are. Yeah. Would you call that your final solution? Yeah. <laughs> so if you, if you go see a movie and it's like, okay, that character's gay, make them not gay. Is the movie still good? Yeah. Okay, well then it's good. They can be gay yeah, or not like gay. Yeah, like that movie, Milk. The fact that they're gay shouldn't give it any extra value I, points or I, something. I really think it's that... It's just like a dated feeling where, like I said, you go back 15, 20-ish years ago where that that pride and that like unapolo- like I'm being unapologetically gay about how I'm doing this was like a pushback but that that pushback is less relevant in today cuz gays are pretty accepted right, you're pushing pretty back pretty accepted society. now so I think that's why you're maybe viewing it it's just like they're they're doing this dated 
tone to what they're right. doing. Right, being a lippy teenager like know. isn't as cool if like everybody is giving you what you want. Right, we <laughs> like should it's... we should have a lippy teenager parade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, okay, whatever. I mean, again, I whatever, do whatever fucking parade you want. Like it's like I mean, listen, well, you take away the gay people, you have a normal parade. Fucking boring. It's I true. hate parades. <laughs> parades <laughs> suck ass. Actually, it is a normal parade. <laughs> God's sake, man. Well, it's called the gay pride parade, so yeah, clearly there's a, there's an of element the gay of gayness people. to it. <laughs> Do you mean like they're gone, but what they're doing stays and they're straight all of a sudden? Just, or just, do you mean that they just disappear? No, you just make them straight all of a sudden. Is it just as so good? So why are you seeing what they're doing and going, I bet that guy fucks dudes? Like, why, why can't you just separate what they're doing from who they fuck? Because I'm saying that parades suck. Like, I, I can right. separate it and they still suck. Sure. I can separate I it guess. with the drag shows and you can have a bunch of dudes fucking being the Backstreet Boys and it fucking sucks because they're not actually performing. It's a lip sync. It's what middle school students do. So, You've ever been to a fucking middle school talent show? You go because your kids are in it and your kids' friends are in it. Not because you, oh, hey, honey, you want to go to a fucking middle school talent show right now? It's going to be a great time. There's going to be a bunch of middle schoolers there. Yeah, they're going to be performing. No, they're Shit, they're kids. They're not good at performing. That's why they're lip syncing because they couldn't get Listen, a fucking band together to sing. You got two options for your entertainment. You either got little kids or dudes dressed up as women. <laughs> <laughs> or go see some fucking professionals who know how to put on a good show. I can't afford it. <laughs> I got no problem going to see a band full of dudes who fuck other dudes. If they're a good band, then they're a good band. But I don't want to see people lip syncing because that's what children do. Sure. Yeah. You're getting like you're like more animated than I've ever seen anyone talking about parades. <laughs> I want to talk about parades. You're more animated than I've ever seen anyone in a parade. <laughs> just, you just you just you're removing the circus element to it, and you shouldn't be. Who cares what their intended purpose of it? You can get entertainment out of it. You know. Yeah. The drag show was super. Yeah, but I don't think that these hard these hardline conservatives are like, oh man, uh, you know, we got to go see the circus <laughs> freaks here at the at the gay pride parade. Like I think they're I think they're engaging with the contents and sincerely and disagreeing and I'm saying it's just boring. What do you? Who? It's just too. It's too boring. I don't to think care. I don't, hardline conservatives I don't think are saying that, like this is hard, this is boring, so we should destroy them. But <laughs> the hardline, yeah. the hardline conservatives, well, maybe they'll get bored if they realize how boring it is. I don't think. Yeah, it, maybe that's what they need. They yeah, just need to say, oh, these people are actually kind of boring. I don't think yeah. it's Although, hardline conservatives that are calling it boring. That sounds like just regular like. The other side of it is like like you that drag show, but also they probably have done like that. There is like more interesting than anything I've ever done. <laughs> yeah, no, they were incredibly talented. Like, that's that, you know. Like that's true. really, that's you know, my threshold for entertainment is extremely high. So, you know, I, I, I understand. Um, okay, so uh, yeah, too bad about Back to the Future Three. Yeah, <laughs> too yeah. Bad about, could've used some drags. Yeah, if you had just had some gay people in Back to the Future Three, all of a sudden it would have become good. I, I, I really do feel like there are people. Who f who feel like if you as soon as you introduce some gayness to it, all of a sudden you can add points to it. You're like, oh well, it's this much better because there's some gay uh, stuff. I think that I think it's any of that that you're saying. You fucking know people. It's just, just virtue. Uh, you know, I, but I think it's just virtue signaling. Well, just I like, think hey, that, look at this thing. I'm I think really that people's yeah. but people aren't conscious of their virtue signaling. Like I think sure. they they convince themselves and that they enjoy that they enjoy it more. I, I actually. I really hate to agree, like, but Mueller, uh, honestly, if <laughs> there everyone was, does. if there was, if there was a character in like a Marvel movie, and they just basically the hook was that he was gay, yeah, they'd that, be, that would they bring would be more people showing to the that movie off, theater. and it would work. It would I mean, work. I think it's happened, isn't it? And that's like, J.K. Maybe Rowling. That's sad and reflective <laughs> on society, but yeah, I think that would probably yeah, happen. Well, that's just like innately people are trying to be inclusive, and you know they can fall into the trap of. 
you know, people convincing them that this is the way to do it. No, well, it's no different than like the most recent Ghostbusters movie. It's like yeah. the hook was that they were all female. Yeah, I didn't really accept terrible. women until that movie came out, but now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, now, exactly. It's no, it's no different than like Christians going to see shitty Christian movies because like it has something. I guess that's what it is. It just validates your beliefs or something. So you're like, oh, uh, it's yeah. just, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. No, you're I just staying that. within your like. Well, your, most your entertainment safety, and culture your safety is like zone, that. basically. You're not, you're not, yeah. Okay. So obviously, but, uh, so, all right. So we've covered Back to the Future. One of them we've covered was the gays. so hot. The gays. We've covered. Yeah. I haven't gotten any trans people in this conversation <laughs> yet, but uh, I'm sure. Well, we what's can. a drag queen? Then? That's close. Yeah, they're it's pretty close. Trans. They're not even necessarily. Gay. One of them was so fucking hot, it really fucked with my head. <laughs> and at the drag and how, show, and how was he? He was hot. He was she. He? So you're thinking it? of switching over now, Richard? I don't know. I have to figure it out. We down here. We down. No, anything, I've, I've actually anything more. Well, seeing as though I'm going to get on, uh, I, I have to talk about ableism now too. What's ableism? ableism. Like Cain and ableism, <laughs> <laughs> where you kill your brother. <laughs> All these people killing their brothers. <laughs> <laughs> out of control. That that's pretty good. So I saw an article recently on the internet talking about how Dark Souls is an ableist video game. What does that mean? So so Dark Souls is a game that's notoriously difficult, uh, and, it's, yeah. and that's basically if you've never played it but you've heard of it, the only thing you know about it is that it's hard. That's, hard. that's what it's it known for and whatnot. Yes. Right, and that's kind of like. It's not. It's kind of its thing, but also it's like if the game wasn't hard, it probably wouldn't be as fun either because it, um, yeah. it kind of makes you do the puzzles. Yeah. So this thing's talking about, yeah, it needs to have an easy mode because there's people who are disabled who are like not, you know, they don't oh, have very good hand-eye coordination. They can maybe have beat the easy uh, mode, but not the like, hard mode. Maybe this game just isn't for them. You know, it's funny. Yeah. I'm a, <laughs> maybe even on the show, but I've, I've, I've complained about like that before where it's just like, yeah, why didn't they make it easy? It's like... Maybe this game's just not for you. Like, like I get it. You don't want yeah. a game this hard. But it's funny to hear someone make an article. Because like, I've seen people... It was argue, on Forbes, too. Like, it wasn't just some shitty, like, Jezebel like article. Yeah. Zelda. I've seen people yeah. argue, <laughs> argue about really hard games that I like and that they're just like, yeah, this game, it's just it's too hard and they should have made an easy mode. But it's funny to hear, hear someone make that exact same argument but be like... Yeah, disabled people. My brother's look, retarded. They need to make it for mentally disabled people like myself that can't handle a hard game. Like, <laughs> well, I think they're like physically disabled, like they got gibbled hands or something, well, but they can still play some yeah, video games. Xbox with like, came up with those controllers. Yeah, they got weird controllers, but, but the, you know, the, the hand... It is a weird complaint to make about Dark Souls because it's more strategy and like how difficult it well, is. It's like not It's not like, about... I would think the controller is the problem. Okay, if, yeah. all, if all games were, like, were as hard as Dark Souls or other really difficult games, I could see where someone would say, you know, it'd be nice if we could make a couple games for people. Nice that if we could make some other of, games. But there's lots of games like rather that. than saying yeah. you guys need to create an easy mode for yeah, your that game. Yeah, all games have to have that this super easy mode. That argument just completely falls apart. It's a video game, so once all the buttons are mapped out for somebody who's disabled, they got a special controller, so they can hit the button with the yeah. timing. But they don't need. have a good. Then twitch. it's a mental disability that would. Oh, I, I guess, see. But that's yeah, like, have the muscle. Ability yeah, just to, just being well, able. Fuck to, that. This game's not for you. Like, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's weird. It's like every every game has to be for every person. Like difficulty level, it's like yeah, some games. I I have seen people like legitimately engaging with this discussion uh, and and talking about it like it's like 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 they really need you know yeah you know FromSoft the company that makes this game they really dropped those uninclusive bastards yeah they they really dropped the ball by 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 not including this uh, this easy mode for this FromSoft hate your handicapped sibling (laughs) yeah it's. it's it's absolutely I yeah. Anyway, you you already you already said it all. That's all. That's that's what I was gonna say too. You're so. welcome. Okay, let's get the hell out of here.
Um, well, I had one other thing. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So oh, yeah. um, I'm going to resurrect the uh, how do you oh, pee. No. Oh, yes. That was back from like episode 20. Yeah. This is, this, this is uh, going back. This is um, almost a year found ago. found a new way. I, I, I have a new way. So let's just just, just yes. to reiterate, the debate was, well, it was a multi-layered debate, but it was either standing up to piss or sitting down to piss, but then it also came down to how do you pee is that you pee through the fly of your underwear or over, over the, the way, waistband? Over the waistband. And, this is, this and then is, Richard, I think, said he just yeah. pulls his pants all the way down. I actually do. Removes I do all a tuck, of his clothes. I do the tuck behind <laughs> and stand. I remove so my shirt. You tuck what? it behind yourself. And, you like and then backwards? you stand there and then you can, yeah, you don't sit down. No, because that would be you weird. You piss. point your penis back backwards piss. towards your you heels. It. You tuck it. You, you, you tuck piss. it into your ass and <laughs> pee into your ass. And then you sit down. And, and that's what Richard's is. doing. You don't have to move. You um, just get the surgery. What you do is you take off your underwear and your shirt and leave your pants on and just piss your pants. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got fresh underwear. Right, so what's soiled underwear? What's this new development? <laughs> All right, you're right. So I do have a clever name for it, but I'll I'll talk about that after. So. Uh, this typically works for me, um, like wow. after my wife and kid have gone to bed. So oh I'm like boy. usually downstairs by myself. <laughs> just uh, pissing into the plant. Yeah. <laughs> 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 just, you don't need to water them. <laughs> so usually wife and kids go to bed and playing video games or watching a movie or something like that. And immediately pants come off because like, fuck pants. Because I'm half jerking it. Yeah. <laughs> And so, you know, I'll just be like playing games with my like boxers basically. And then when I have to go to the bathroom, what I'll usually do is like, you know, go to the back, walk, walk over. And then instead of like going over the, over the waistband or through the fly, I'll actually pull up the leg. You pull up your whole boxer leg. No, 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 just, just the one side. Boxers. Yeah. Well, it, it works really well with distance. like, it works really well with loose, with like particularly like <laughs> broken in boxers, I guess. <laughs> boxers so that you've you already shit a hole in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Times. Exactly. <laughs> Richard's just Richard. <laughs> losing his oh shit. On. The fact so, that you've done this is Oh, just I prefer insane. it. Prefer, I, in, in this, Wait, in this scenario, it's stopping you from pulling your pants down it's slightly? Just, I'm telling I think it's easier because why don't you just say, go see, through the fly? Just, no, no, no. This just to be, just to be clear, in the way. you are grabbing the bottom here and lifting yes. it over. Yes. yes, it's actually pretty smart because <laughs> if you, it's, it's cold at home. I've won the Mueller think, vote. Think, think about it. If Congratulations! You, if you pull, on the same level as Mueller. If you pull down the waistband or you put your dick through the hole. There's material under your penis that can get piss on. Yeah, there's on the dribble either effect. scenario. There's this the is, dribble effect. This is the only scenario like where the lowest portion is the penis itself. Look, that's what underwear is for: is to block <laughs> to the absorb. piss driblets from yeah. hitting your actual there's, there's pants. That's, that's, that's why I don't pants. wash my pants. <laughs> I don't need to. <laughs> don't need to. You never and, need. But to. I wash my underwear every hour. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> the other great part about it is when you're done, all you have to do is just like let go. Yeah. <laughs> just just then, let go. What then, do you think the rest of us are doing? You're going through like the you're going through like the the fly, you then you've got to like pop go. it back in. Or if, or if you're going uh, over the waistband, you've got to like pull pull your pants back up. In this case, it's less energy, you just let go. Well, that sounds great. Yeah, it's pretty good. Follow, follow us on Grinder. Follow us on Twitter, yeah. Instagram. And so, I, I it's like I said, I do, have have a, I do have a clever name for this. I call it "Under the Weeping Moon." <laughs> that's great. Very poetic. Well, that's the story. So, if your air conditioner goes on the fritz, or your washing machine blows up, or your video recorder conks out, before you call the repairman, look under all the beds. 
Check all the closets and cupboards. Turn on all the lights. Because you never can tell. There might just be a stupid fucking hoverboard in your house. <laughs> 